How's it going? And welcome to this brand new podcast uh, called Conspiracy What? Where we go over all kinds of mythology and conspiracies and all the types of stuff that make you wonder what's going on in the world around you. I am one of your hosts, Cameron Alexander, and I am joined by... Allie Beardsley. (laughs) Well, now they heard me laugh, so that ruins my intro. Cameron, introduce me. And also... Hey, so I'm Jason Turner. (laughs) And I just want to say, I want to introduce this by... We were all preparing for this podcast. We're all getting our notes ready on our phones. And I see Cameron unlock his phone. And for a split second, I saw like a realistic, hyper-realistic eyeball. And it freaked me out. And now I'm like on this really not comfortable mood where I'm entirely freaked out. I'm not comfortable. He's holding me here against my will. Welcome Please to the podcast. Please send help. And speaking of eyes, it's the perfect thing to go into because we're talking about those oh-so-lovable children. Everybody loves kids, especially when they have dark black eyes and are standing outside your car in the streetlight mm-hmm. at like 12 o'clock at night. In other right? words, black-eyed children. Right. Black-eyed yeah. children, black-eyed kid. B.K. Beck. Beck. Yeah. He's actually just a Scientologist. I don't think he's a That's black a whole other story. <laughs> no, okay. Can we really tangent? Is he really a Scientologist? I'm no, he is. What? He's really a Scientologist. Yeah. No, he I didn't like, know. He grew up a Scientologist. Yeah. He no, doesn't, he said he doesn't talk is. about it because he doesn't like to argue about it. We'll do a whole episode on Scientology. No, yeah, that's, that's that's for later. Oh, yeah. That's, that's like, for when we want to commit career suicide. That's got to be like a <laughs> multi-parter. Because if we're going to get killed by a secret cult, then we're going to get killed in over a multi-parter. So. With at least two hours of content. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, for real though, we are going over black-eyed children. For those of you who don't know, black-eyed children is this phenomenon that showed up in the year 1996 to 1998, somewhere around there. Um, I, everyone's making fun of me because I talk <laughs> a lot with my hands. Excuse me for being in theater as a child. I'm sorry I ruined the way I speak. I thought, I, I thought we were trying to distract him. No one can see what's going on. So it's just you two idiots over here. <laughs> like those dancing things outside of a gas station. <laughs> um, black That's... Eyed Children, they're a phenomenon that showed up in the 90s, late 90s, early 2000s-ish era. Um, and That was the first recorded Sighting. Right, but I'm saying they showed up. So they first showed up right. on the internet in 1998 because of a story by Brian Bethel. No. Or Bethel. It was it's 1996. Ni- I have 1998. Well, I found 1996, but I also found 1997. I found 1998. Here's Let's say the, late 90s. Here's the thing with conspiracies. I also found 98. Thank you. Here's the thing with conspiracies. Is so look, sometimes... right here. 98, right 97, there. 96. Who knows? It's talking about Brian. But that's the rare article. Sometimes. That was the rare one? That... Sometimes. And, and hear me <laughs> out. Because some of this information is not real. What? It's a little skewed. Late Just 90s. a little bit. Late 90s. As I, that's what I was saying originally. Late, so late 90s. These kids in hoodies with their dark black eyes appeared wanting rides from people wanting to be let into your home maybe they're just i don't know scared homeless children that want warmth it's what some of these stories seem like uh for those that don't know though i mean that is exactly what they are they're anywhere from 6 to 16 year old years old and they appear to lonely adults in the middle of the night 
And they usually usually come in pairs. Yes. I think most of the stories or quote-unquote sightings uh, that are reported, they usually come in pairs. And they just stand around asking really odd, not normal questions uh, yeah. just to kind of get you unsettled. Kind of think of the two girls from The Shining, only with black pupils. Yeah. That's a really good way to put it. Yeah. And... Things that people experience when they're around them include loss of time. Um, if you happen to let them into wherever they're asking, um, people feel an unexplainable fear when they're nearby, or the weak-minded feel a sense of calm, like they're being forced to allow them in. Um, and that's a consistent thing that mm-hmm. you see in pretty much every encounter with the black-eyed children. Mm-hmm. Like in the, uh, should we start with the with the Brian? Oh god! What's yeah, this? Brian Bethel. Guy? Do we want to just like dive into it? Bethel, Bethel. I think so because like this is the first, uh, at least when if you try and look at look uh, look up black eyed children on your own, uh, most sources seem to conclude that this is the first real reporting of it. Yeah, first, real like first documented of case of it on a blog in 1998. And it was his blog. He was a journalist. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's a really interesting case. It was a guy who was alone at night. He was at, uh, I think it was at a movie theater, and uh, happened to see these two kids with, uh, again, really weird description, really weird clothing. I think their hairstyles were It was like long and curly. Yeah, he specifically mentions their their hair. He said that they also, they looked nothing alike, the two children. Um, I, I do want to mention, I think it's really funny. So a lot of times in conspiracy stories you find weirdly specific details right and one of the weirdly specific details for me in this one was like i know it's the 90s we don't have the same kind of technology that we have now all that kind of stuff but he says he stopped by the movie theater because it had a light on the side of the building and he needed to fill out a check before bringing it into his bank which I feel like is a really weirdly specific detail to throw in. It's like you're trying to add that story element to it to make it a little bit more believable, a little bit more real-world grounded. And to uh, just to give a better description of what these kids looked like, he wrote down uh, what their descriptions were. There were two boys, like, as we said, they usually come in pairs. And according to—this is quoting the article or his blog or whatever— Uh, Boy number one was slightly taller than his companion, wearing a pullover hooded shirt with a sort of gray checkered pattern and jeans. I couldn't see his shoes. His skin was olive-colored and had curly, medium-length brown hair. He exuded an air of quiet confidence. I don't know why he put that in. Uh, Boy number two had pale skin with a trace of freckles. His primary characteristic seemed to be looking around nervously. He was dressed in a similar manner to his companion, but his pullover was a light green color. His hair was a sort of pale orange. I don't remember reading that part. That's odd. Uh, And they didn't appear to be related, at least not directly. So obviously they look similar just with their getup and paler skin, but they're not similar enough to be, uh, at least according to uh, to his reporting of it, not related like they aren't brothers or... Right, and essentially what happens is they just approach him when he's by himself, and this is a consistent theme 
is the children that walk up. They're always going to approach you, whether you're in a hotel room by yourself, whether you're out on the street by yourself, whether you're in your home alone. And I think that kind of adds to the fear, right? And it makes it more believable in some ways because people, it just makes people have that fear. Like, what if they show up when I'm alone? Mm-hmm. And something that I noticed in that story, too, is um, so Mortal Kombat was what was playing. <laughs> yeah, that was the, the interesting part is they wanted to, at first they wanted to get into Mortal Kombat. Was that the? Well, like, so what I read is what he thought was weird about it is they didn't ask him. Like, they said, oh, we forgot our money at home. Can you take us home to go get it? Like, they didn't ask him for money just to go see the movie, right? right? Mm -hmm. They asked him to get in the car. Yeah. And then when he didn't allow them to get in the car, they started, like, pulling on the handle and saying, like, let me in, let me in. And, like, yeah. (coughs) Yeah, they were specifically, like, screaming, like, you have to let us in. Yeah. That was the, yeah. the big thing about it. I mean, that's the thing that I found really odd about this is exactly what you were saying, Allie, which is that they they specifically didn't want money. They wanted to go get their money. But when you look at that, it's just a reason for them to be able to get into the car, which is what we consistently see. Um, for anyone who's ever like read about vampires or anything like that, this is kind of a very similar thing. Uh, they have to be allowed in. Um, yeah. Now, where this does kind of take a turn, I do have it quoted by Brian Bethel. Um, I wanted to read this specific section. Uh, they said, they said in our quote, uh, we just want to go to our house. We're just little boys. And then they said, let us in. We can't get in until you do. And I think it's a really weird thing for two kids to just be like, we can't get in unless you let us in. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that adds to, I'm not sure if it adds to either the unbelievability of a story like this for me, um, or if it adds to the creepiness factor of it. I think it could add to uh, believability a little bit, because sometimes, at least the way I interpret it, when you're a kid, you, you, you think that the world exists in these weird rules, right? Like, right? In order to get food, you have to ask your parents for it. Or in order to, you know, you can't just, like, when we are adults, if you want to do a thing, you just go, I'm just going to do that thing. I'm just going to cross the street. I don't care. <laughs> Where if, as a kid, it's like, I have to wait until the white man on the sign tells says it's okay to walk, you know? Uh, like, I have to do that, otherwise the whole world's going to fall apart. So maybe they were going, like, for some reason they aren't allowed to, they're just being extremely formal like aggressively formal the part where they're just aggressive about it <laughs> I is, like that. is the aggressively <laughs> formal yeah black eyed children aggressively formal that's you must allow us in <laughs> you have to let us in and you have to treat us like guests <laughs> now just imagining like they're very very nice and like it's not how he quoted it at all it's like please sir will you please let us in your car yeah maybe he's just scared of kids I mean, I will say, so this is the late 90s that we're talking about. And the 90s were a different time. People were scared of kids back then. (laughs) That's not what I'm saying. (laughs) But also kind of. Uh, But it it was a different time. Like, it's a time where kids would just kind of walk up to, like, random strangers and ask them for favors that are kind of way beyond what they should be asking. Like, you should not be wanting to get into a stranger's car, right? And the black-eyed kid thing for this and for me is... This is the first story technically, okay? This is the first time anyone had actually heard a story about this that we know of. And for me, I think Black Eyed Kid, I think he's sitting underneath a street lamp and I'm thinking like lighting rules for like making a movie or like doing photography. If you're lighting from above 
you're gonna catch shadows going down the and eyes. And he's wearing a hood. And he's oh. wearing a hood. So any light that's getting in is very, very minimal. So if there weren't any other Black Eyed Children stories, like if I had read this in the 90s as myself right now, I would think you just couldn't see their faces because of the light around them. But now we have this, you know, amazing blow up of Black Eyed Kid stories. Yeah. yeah. And um, I, I'm assuming that uh, fake contact lenses existed yeah, <laughs> by '98. I, I so, would think so. I, so you know, maybe these. Uh, you know, sometimes I see uh, people like with weird contact lenses, and I do have to take a double take, <laughs> and I go, "Oh wait, I'm at a bar at midnight. This makes sense." Yeah. <laughs> Where? Right. Uh, but so yeah, seeing uh, kids with maybe some contact lenses, maybe the the lighting was just off, whatever, what have you. Uh, it is unsettling. It is very weird. Yeah. And just the way they're talking was very weird. Well, but uh another thing that was weird about it is he said that he just felt like an unnecessary fear. Like he was just randomly like really scared of these kids. Like even before they were like pulling on the handle and like demanding to be let in, like he just looked at them and felt like an immediate fear. Which is what like pretty much every other um documented encounter says about mm-hmm. this is it's just like an unnecessary like these are just children like why would you be like pitting your stomach like horrified of them (laughs) well and it's almost it's not even like an unnecessary fear like is like a lot of the accounts i've read if they they almost describe it like in a peaceful way like they're terrified but they can't really do anything about it and instead they don't find themselves trying to escape the situation yeah and that's what he found um that's what that's what he found himself to be in that kind of situation and in fact at one moment he says he did unlock the doors to the car well, he didn't unlock it he reached over to unlock oh, he it he reached over and then, to like, it and like realized his hand was over the lock and he was like oh wait yes yeah. that like and it was at that second when he drove away and luckily nothing happened right yeah. right and then after that he reported that he couldn't sleep he like didn't sleep for like a week and he felt sick and like that's something else that pops up a lot too is the aftermath is also weird like mm-hmm. he was just kind of imagining them being around him like all the time yeah uh, i i found one uh story or encounter which uh to summarize it very briefly it was these uh this couple i believe who they happened to find these two again these two kids just in the middle of nowhere for some reason and they were like, can you let, can you give us a place to stay? Or like, but like in a weirder way. So it was probably like, give us a place to stay. Could you, could you give us a lodging of some sort or like some, <laughs> you know, some odd way of talking. And they felt compelled to let them stay. And uh, they were there for a while. Uh, they both started feeling kind of sick, started feeling kind of weird uh, this couple had a couple of cats, and the cats hated these kids. Like, they were hissing at them and, you know, all that animal instinct stuff where they just yeah. felt these kids were off. And eventually, after, like, a whole short story of, like, all the stuff these kids were doing, like, staring into corners or whatever, like, doing nothing, <laughs> they just said, okay, our parents are here. We have to go now. And they left. Uh, they left the, the front door. And were picked up by these two guys in black suits. Oh, shit. Who just picked up, who like got the kids in their car, sort of gave the the, the house owners like a a mean look, the way uh, men in black suits do, and then just drove away. And then that was it. Okay. But then the aftermath of of it was 
apparently one of their cats died after a few months. I started feeling <laughs> sick like immediately after the kids were there. Um, well, that's not I, fun at all. No. <laughs> I believe the homeowners also got a little bit sick. I don't think either of them died, but they did start feeling weird after the encounter. So that is one of the things about this, uh, uh, about these, about these kids, these ruffians, is that every black encounter, eyed ruffians. these black-eyed <laughs> ruffians in my streets, uh, the the aftermath of meeting with them, there always is um, an aftermath. There's always some sort of thing that happens where you start feeling weird. You start feeling just off. That's but, interesting because I didn't find anything when I was looking stuff up that said like, what happens if you let them in? I just mm-hmm. kept seeing things that were like, oh, I saw them and it scared me and then I drove away or whatever. Yeah, or there's warnings. It's like, don't let them in. Yeah. And it's like in red text and like bold red text. <laughs> what to do if black eyed child approaches you? <laughs> Run. Run. Close your doors. Don't let them in. Um, um, so that's, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't find one like that. Um. Yeah, no, the majority of the stories I found were also just people didn't let them in. Um, but you always feel beckoned. Beck, I think that's the best way to put it. You always feel beckoned to let them in. And that's kind of the idea is they they is that you let your guard down and you don't really know why. I mean, it could be as simple as like the idea that, you know, like it's a child and you do feel a little off guard when there's a child there. I don't I don't think people immediately feel threatened when there's a kid. I don't think that's usually it's like how that the works. the best ploy there. Like, let's send yeah. the children in. <laughs> They're innocent. If we send the children in, no one will know. Uh, said someone. Can I, can I take it back a, a few thousand years? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so I was looking things up. There's this guy named David Weatherly, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you guys saw that he wrote a book. Well, yeah, that's the book I wanted to read yeah. for this, but I couldn't find it. But it's like almost it. yeah. impossible to find. Yeah. Um, so I was cr- trying to find as much information as I could on like what this guy was researching. And basically he did a ton of research on the history of black eyed children. I guess something that he found was like this really creepy statue. I didn't see like exactly where it's from. It's called the Urfa Man in, I guess it's called Gobekli Tepe? I don't know. Um, <laughs> but this was estimated to have been built 13,500 years ago. And it's like a regular like stone statue. But somebody specifically carved like these giant obsidian eyeballs on it. Huh. And, it's, and, and people will say when they're nearby it, they're like really unsettled and like creeped out about it. They don't, yeah. So that, that kind of goes this into... This is like really old. Yeah, that kind of goes into <laughs> like the idea of like ancient aliens. I used to be obsessed with that show and oh. obsessed with the idea of ancient aliens. And that's uh, why we're here. A lot of people... <laughs> I have an obsession with conspiracies, which is... Part of what wow. inspired wanting to do really? this podcast. Wow. You know what? You do. Uh, <laughs> don't give them a bad impression of me yet. Oh, jeez. Everyone look up Urfa Man on the phone. I don't phones. want to. Let me see. I'm it's pretty spooky. You see Urfa Man? In. Oh, yeah. See? That's so... So, like, somebody took the time on this regular stone statue to carve these obsidian eyeballs and stick them in there. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's a very visual moment, but... but Does but it say, like, like, where in the world it is, real quick? Uh, I can I can do some digging. I'll let While he was finish. doing that okay. digging... It's, it's called uh, U-R-F-A-Urfa, yeah. and then man. 
Look that up. So that goes into the ancient alien type of ideal. And a lot of people, what I've heard a lot of throughout years of hearing about black-eyed children is people think that black-eyed children are being used by the government and by the men in black, who that's a whole other episode in itself. Um, <laughs> I'll probably bring them up a couple more times in this. Yeah. I have a story I want to tell about that. Uh, we still but, haven't watched all the movies yet, so. <laughs> but the a lot of people think that the black-eyed children are actually greys. Uh, for those of you who don't know, greys are, are an alien race. Um, they are your typical normal aliens with like those cone-shaped heads, like those tear, upside-down teardrop-shaped heads with the small mouths. They have the weird nostrils, and then they have the giant black eyes. So what a lot of people think is that greys are using like this type of uh, technology that throws you off guard by making you think that they're children. You know, like again, who doesn't trust a child? And it does go into one of those stories where a lot of people are like, you know, these are the stories we're hearing of the people that are not opening up their doors, but what about the people that are opening up their doors? We don't hear those stories because they're taken. And that's the whole point of this is, you know, that's part of what makes it scary, I guess. But that mm -hmm. kind of goes into the idea of Urfa and like there being some type of ancient alien or deity or something like that that plays into Black Eyed Children now as we know them. Yeah. Yeah. And also, for that Urfa man, it is in Upper Mesopotamia in the southeast of modern Turkey. Yep. Hmm, that's, where, that's where that guy's hanging out. Creepy. Yeah. Um, Very creepy. Wouldn't invite him in. Can I, can I tell another story? Yeah, absolutely. No, cool. I found a bunch. I don't know how many of you guys have, but... <laughs> Karen just gave me the most, like, actually, like, dude. No. <laughs> Look. It's so mean, man. We're well, here to tell stories <laughs> about children with eyes. All right, go on with your black My eye. story, okay? Yeah. <laughs> um, I found another one, also something that Weatherly looked up or found. I guess he didn't just look it up. He researched it. There is another story because previously people thought they popped up in the 80s, right? Like you were saying earlier. Right. Um, he found another one from France. In 1974, and this one was actually really creepy. Like I read it, and I was like, "Oh." <laughs> and there's like a picture if you Google it. Oh my god! Um, that's like because there was a witness or whatever. Anyway. Oh wow. Um, so there was like this these couple of guys. I didn't write their, write down what their names were. Might be. Um, they were driving around, and they like are they drove past this house or something, and so the guy that was driving saw something that was weird, so he stopped, and so the passenger. Um, his friend was like, he noticed that there were like five kids just kind of meandering outside of a house, but they were all exactly the same height and they were all wearing the same thing. And they were like, like kind of rubbing their hands on the house. It was like really weird, yeah. like stuff like that. Yikes. And Yelling. yeah, that's a, <laughs> so they were, so they were all just over, gang. <laughs> they were all just over four feet tall and, um, all of their garments were long and like almost reached the ground, right? And were decorated with multicolored spots. Uh. That's the description. The beings themselves had an earthly yellow skin and long hair that fell down their backs into their waist. Their noses were compressed inwards and their eyes were described as enormous solid black hemispheres the size of billiard balls. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that at all. <laughs> that is like creepy. That. As hell. So okay, but there were five of them this time, which is a little different because usually it's like two, sometimes one. Yeah, the yeah. group is is concerning. So they so, were rubbing. You said they were rubbing their hands on the. There house? was like there were like three of them that were doing that. There was one kind of standing behind and like a clear leader, which also seems like a 
like a thing, uh-huh. right? That there's a leader of the group. And I forget what it was. It like beckoned to the guy in the car and the both both the dudes in the car just started screaming and like drove away. Yeah. Because they were just like so unsettled. Naturally. Yeah. That's no good. I mean, and so yeah. I forget how long it was. It was like a couple weeks or so. Like they reported it to the police and the, they got back to the people at the house, but they didn't report seeing anything. But then they did hear from a neighbor that said they saw the kids and it was really strange, but no one knows where they went. Like there was, they, no one ever saw them ever again. Huh. Yeah. That's a, definitely a harder one to pin down because I don't know. <laughs> well, my, my first instinct was telling me, okay, maybe it was just a bunch of hippie kids. Cause it but was they were the all exactly four feet tall. But they're all exactly four feet tall. Wearing also, the same thing. Oh, it was in France. Yeah. It, and I don't in... know what the 70s were like in right, France. Right. That's what I, <laughs> I got me wondering what the so, 70s so it's were like, like in France. Uh, it, like, were there even hippies in France? Sorry for being ignorant about French culture. Let me look on this there. article because the eyewitness drew, like, they, they had a picture, right? Oh, no. Yeah, so I do want to say I'm not looking forward to this. I do want to say out of curiosity, if you are listening to this and you know about what France was like in the 70s, I am kind of curious. <laughs> Fuck that. Totally, I'm sorry. Yeah. Fuck that. Totally put something up on our Facebook page if you know kind of like an article pertaining to how France was in the 70s or something. No. Uh, <laughs> so sorry, like, they just showed so, me the picture. So uh. as you can see in the picture, right, that that kind of tells you the, the kid in the back that's got his hands on the wall of the house for no reason. Yeah. There's three just kind of meandering around in the background, and then there's the one that's, like, beckoning to the people. Uh, the how does it? Are it these... looks like an old, like, medieval painting. Yeah, yeah. I know, right? Is, this, it's, is like... this just the beginning of Metalheads, though? Do we want to, like, think about that for a minute? Maybe that's all it was. Like, they're like, we got to rebel. And maybe in France in the 70s, again, we're not really sure. Maybe <laughs> it would not, maybe like people were adamant about not rubbing your hands on a house. Maybe that's really what was going on. It's, so it's like they were looking for a way in, right? Yeah. And um, let's see. This, the, oh, the two men's names were Elaine and Patrick. Wow. This is from France. Yes. It's, very, it's very French. Um, <laughs> And this was in. They were eating baguettes. And just driving along in the countryside. (laughs) (laughs) Saying wee wee. Wearing striped shirts and like berets. Pretty sure that's a stereotype. I'm not positive. What do you mean? Pretty sure it's a stereotype. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. I don't think you know a lot about France either. <laughs> so anyway, that was probably I, the creepiest hey, one I, I start, found. I started this with, I don't know anything I'm not about France. You said France in the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's no longer the 70s. Hey, man. It's the 20s. What have they ever done for us besides help us become a country and give us a Statue of Liberty? Remember that? Amen. Remember when they gave us a Statue of Liberty and we were like, no, we don't want it? Cool, thanks, bro. That's for that's not a conspiracy, but that's for another another <laughs> thing. That's for another podcast entirely. But yeah, we, they gave us the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. I've always, you know, what's funny is I've always heard. Just on a side note, I've always heard, you know, the Statue of Liberty is made out of bronze, and that it mm-hmm. looked prettier yeah. at one point. But what I also <laughs> yeah, read green. was that it was actually green when they gave it to us uh, because oh. they had had it for <laughs> so long. Really? Yeah. So America never saw it not green. That's what I've heard. I don't know if that's true. Again, if you know that's, if so that's anyway, true or not, then let us know. Let's go back to the topic. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Anybody else? I would like to go back to the story? topic. So I would like to go off oh, on a no. different sect of oh, this. Oh, God. No. Uh, this is a fascinating, Stop. and Ali's saying no because this is this is 
terrifying. Never mind. This is the oh, this is actually okay. Because I just this saw you. Horrifying. I just saw you turn the page to. I'm not going to spoil what it is, but I saw it and went, "Oh no, man, are we going on another tangent?" No, no, <laughs> but it's not this tangent. Is, it's not tangent. It is a mix of a tangent. But skip to the part that matters. I'm going to get to the part that matters, but I want to bring up. <laughs> Don't talk about the whole thing. I want to. I do want to bring up the beginning of this story a little bit first. A little so, bit. And what, I mean a little bit for real people, not a little bit for you. About it. All right. Uh, so what <laughs> yeah, because I, I actually I don't know anything about this, so I don't know what's going on. So for those who don't know, or for those who do know, there is a movie called Rosemary's Baby, uh, directed by, <laughs> directed <laughs> by yeah, because we totally didn't just do that take that that in two <laughs> takes. Uh, anyway, Rosemary's Baby, a movie directed by Roman Polanski. It is a cult classic. It is also a movie about a cult. That Double I will entendre watch. There. I really want to watch it, but here's the reason why Ali won't. So a lot of people have had weird encounters uh, with either Men in Black or Black Eyed Children while watching this movie, and I say weird encounters with them because it's kind of uncertain. So one of the main stories, I'll actually, I'm probably going to get into it in a later episode because we're going to talk about the Men in Black later, but the Men in Black often have to do with the Black Eyed Children, and there's a story where a man, he's watching Rosemary's Baby, and these people come to his door, and he says they said nothing, but he just felt like a need to open up the door and like they were obligated. men dressed in black suits they came in they sat down in his living room they kind of just stared at each other we'll go into that in another story because it's fascinating and it's terrifying but there's another uh tale involving rosemary's baby with um a woman who's just named allison this happened around uh 2011 or a little bit earlier than 2011 uh this woman had been in a hotel room by herself uh, for the night, she decided to watch Rosemary's Baby. I'm going to say, I don't know why you choose to watch a horror demon baby film by yourself in a hotel room, nope. a place you don't live. I'm not <laughs> yeah. going to do that, and I love horror films. It's like, I don't, I mean, but I'm not going to do that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. just saying. Um, Buddy system. But she's doing this, and she <laughs> says that suddenly, all of a sudden, sitting in the dark in her hotel room watching this, there's a knock at the door, right? That'll That in itself is creepy enough and then she says she goes and she looks through the people and there are these two what look like kids standing there in black hoodies and black jeans they so they come to the door and one of them just asks uh whether or not they can use her telephone which this is a consistent thing that we've heard before right we've heard yeah. black eyed children come up they always want something but a it's always something in. that lets them get in they're like smarter vampires um, <laughs> not just let me in. Yeah. Let me in. I've got fangs. Uh, oh my God, let me in. I just want some of your blood, Susan. Uh, but it was Allison. Well, she wasn't. With these aren't anyway. okay. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, but anyway, they held these ones. Uh, they held their heads really low, uh, and she said that she felt really, really determined to not. Open the door, obviously, because there are two strange human beings there in the middle of the night in a place you don't live in a hotel room when you're sitting there watching a horror movie, the lights off. I wouldn't open up the door for a stray chihuahua. So human beings, quotation marks. Yeah, exactly. Human <laughs> beings, you know, air bunnies. Yeah. Uh, but it's, for some reason, she also felt like she needed to open the door. And again, this is something that we see with black-eyed children where they have some type of ability to like beckon you to go towards that lock and open up that door. And I really think that part of the consistency is the creepiest thing out of all of this. Mm -hmm. I think that is what draws me to the black-eyed children conspiracy and just that idea of 
things visiting you in the middle of the night and getting you to do something that's against your own will, like against your own need to survive. It's a really weird idea. Yeah, it's very unsettling. What what I think is the most unsettling part about them is the reason why I was making a bunch of noises at, at the story Allie was telling earlier was like not being like they're not breaking the door down with an axe or yeah. being explicitly violent they're just hovering around being but creepy. they're they're doing something right it's like what, what like are it's they creepier because you don't know what the fuck they're doing yeah Sorry, what the hell they're doing right well i mean and you <laughs> I don't, don't you yeah excuse excuse <laughs> ali with all the f-bombs here jeez and we're are over we here allowed just to curse, having a nice side note i think i've said it at least twice I've i mean like good. how far can we go i don't know am i supposed to like put a bleep in right there like no, I'm just asking if we wanted to censor this Beep. at all. Uh, yeah, hey, like how about, and then you just like beep, bleep this entire sentence except for a few words so it's out of context. That's a classic bit. That is a classic bit. We should make bit. it extra creepy and just like dub over like a screaming sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, don't ah! <laughs> Anyway. Oh, that sucks. Uh, but anyway, so going into the end of what happened with Allison, uh, she ended up calling the night manager. Uh, she didn't open up the door for them. What happened was is they ended up lifting up their heads briefly and she saw, again, milky white, pale skin and solid black eyes. And this was in the light outside of her hotel room so she could see it pretty well. Nope. She said by the time the manager got there, the kids weren't there and he had seen no trace of children. Wow. So, nope. exactly. Nope is a big thing there. So here, here's where I want to, I don't know, do you guys have any other stories, like specific stories you want to tell for this? Not specifically. Okay. Uh, I wrote down a lot. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, of stories or yeah. just... Well, okay. what have you got? What have you got I mean, for us? Give us a good do one. Do more? Okay. Give us a saucy one. Sure, give one. us another one. Yeah, super saucy one. Do you want creepy or consistent? Uh, do you have uh, one that's not creepy? Uh, it's less creepy. Give There's us one creepy. more creepy. Okay. Give us creepy. Give us creepy. Uh, so I, I, I don't know exactly where this is. I forgot to look. Cannock, Cannock Chase. Um, I don't know if anybody has heard of the Cannock Chase murders. So I guess there was like this mom and her daughter walking around in this area. And, um, they hear like what sounds like a child screaming in the distance. So they run to go try and help. And they're like outside, right? And they get down to like the bottom of the hill or whatever and they don't see anything but they turn around and there's this like little girl behind them and she's got like her hands over her eyes she's like crying right and so they go to like try and help her but she takes her hands down from her eyes and they're like solid black which immediately unsettles the mother who tries to run away with her child and they do but the girl also disappears behind them done 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 so nope yeah. Don't like it. So, like, that's why earlier when I said, did you guys read about the Screaming Children one? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty terrifying. That's very much like but a... Like, um, wait, 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 wait. Okay. <laughs> that ties into another one that I read, but I didn't write down exactly where it was. I think that was the other one was in the UK where somebody had a similar experience where there was, like, a kid at the bottom of a hill on somebody's property and it was behind a chain link fence and the person would let them in, so it started screeching like a hurt cat or something horrifying. Ew. Yeah. So he turned around, booked it up the hill, back to his house, where his father got a shotgun and went to go look for it. 
but I was not there. I feel okay. like that was probably just a kid acting out. I've seen plenty of children scream when they don't get Obviously. what they want. Yeah. See, in some uh, of those uh, cases... But he was saying, let me in, and, it w- and he wouldn't. In some of those cases, mm-hmm. I would think... That was just like, you know, the screaming children. When stories. did that one happen? Yeah. Oh. Um, damn. I didn't write down a year. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it had to have been it just with the nature of these stories between 90s I think that and one, now. Wait, wait, wait. No, I'm pretty sure the the first one that I said, the the Canuck Chase one, mm-hmm. that one was in like late 50s. Yeah, that I, I was uh, looking it up uh, while you were telling the story, and yeah, it was uh, very very long ago. Yeah, it was like um, 59 or something. Oh, a little bit later, 69. Okay. But still, uh, yeah, long time yeah. ago. Yeah, and so that ties into the murders that happened. Because uh, they killed a very young girl. Mm-hmm. And so people had a theory that it was actually just a ghost from the Canuck Chase murders. Yeah. That's really interesting. Uh, that, what I was going to say is that reminds me of the Tianuk. You guys have ever heard of that? That is a baby in the forest. Uh, they are abandoned babies in the forest, basically. And they're oh, like God, ghosts that turn into story. monsters. Uh, they basically they like, <laughs> they cry in the middle of the woods and, you know, you think it's a crying baby. just It's, like, abandoned in the middle of the woods, which is what it originally was. And then it draws you in, and then it, like, basically murders you and tries to eat you. Nope. Yeah. Uh, they're terrifying creatures, but that's just what it makes me think of. And I think it's kind of funny because, like, you have, like, these conspiracies, and a lot of them kind of bridge over in different ways, where it's like, you, did you see a Tianic, or did you see, like, did, can Tianics grow up? Do they just take longer? It takes, like, 30 yeah. years to go to, to, like, two years? Well, mm-hmm. um, actually, going off of that, um, more stuff from Weatherly... Uh, I was reading some of his theories as to what these things might be because a lot of people are like, well, what are they? Are they human? Are they apparitions? Are they, like, what the hell is going on? Well, that's what I wanted to get into next. That's why I was asking if we had any other stories. Is I wanted to get into, specifically, oh. like, right now, what what do we think they are? What have we heard that they are throughout our research? Well, can I say it now that I started it? And real quick... <laughs> If you have something that you think that they are, let us know on our Facebook or our Twitter. Now go. Or, alternatively, stand outside our doorways <laughs> with black pupils and, like, ask for, like, 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 can I get some water to water my plants? Like, ask a really <laughs> weird question that doesn't make any sense. I'm really uncomfortable by the fact that you said with your black pupils because everybody has black pupils. Dun dun! Big black pupils. Black big eyeballs. ones. The whole eyeball. Really big ones. Like ones that take up your entire eye. Yeah, boy. Almost like it's just your eye. Yeah. Or send us an email at, at the email specified on our page. Send us an email at... And then just put it there. <laughs> For put it there, but with the, put it there. At the, the time of this voice. recording, we don't have one. Uh, you can send it to MiniPen no, no, Media. No, no, no. No, no. I'm going to make an email right now. Sorry. Oh, my God. You, live. you can send it to MiniPenMedia at gmail.com. Chat, give uh, us a good password. That is my, it's one of my emails. Feel free to send any emails there with any information you might have. Don't be a creep. Oh, my God. Or if you're going to be a creep, make it worth it. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was laughing at you. <laughs> Not at I thought you, you was got scared at... by the cat. No, I was laughing at your, your comment. But I did get scared by the cat, actually. It was, it was going underneath the table, and it brushed up against my knee. Demons. All right. So going... <laughs> anyway, you said go, and then you didn't let me go. So what are they? Okay. Children. 
Are you talking to us, or are you just talking about the Black Eyed Children? Oh, yes. <laughs> um, okay, so I was reading some of Weatherly's theories, um, just to list them off real quick. Some of his, his options, they could be changelings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know exactly how to describe those. How, how exactly changeling. do you explain? Oh, changeling. I mean, a changeling, very similar to any it's type like, of trickster god that you've ever heard of in mythology. Uh, they can form into different creatures, and usually that's very much based on like a neurological thing. Uh, so it's very psychological. So it's something where changelings are changing to your worst perception. What? Um, that's often, that's what I've always heard a changeling can no, do. I've, I've more heard they're basically like demons posing as children. Specifically, children. Yeah, like babies. I've always heard they can like change into like your worst fears and nightmares. Tell us what you think a changeling is. At insert the email here. <laughs> at minipenmedia at gmail or Twitter because I like Twitter better. Or Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, either one. Anyway, follow us on Twitter. Um, going off of demons, I also read that they could be a hunger demon, um, which we saw in because we're all nerds uh the constantine comics um and tv show and if you haven't seen that go watch it yes okay uh finish this episode (laughs) all i read was swamp things (laughs) that's okay that's fine um but yeah so his theory that it's a hunger demon is based on the fact that it clearly wants something from us like whether it's Something we have inside of our homes or our soul, for that matter, who knows? But like, it clearly like needs something, and it usually is asking for a certain something. Like, it's hungry for something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's um, the, that's the thing with like, well, that's like the part of the the horrible, horrible mystery, right? Why is does it, it want in? It, it's a lot of whys with no with no answers. Yeah. So all, yeah, all you can say is just something wants someone to do something. Dun dun. That's like oh. every conspiracy. Like you just <laughs> no, like nailed it right yeah, no. there. That's that's what I'm saying. Is is yeah, a lot of just vague mysteries, and that's why we get intrigued, I suppose. But going into like those type of like the whole point of conspiracies is they prey upon like our worst fears of things that could be out there. I mean, like you, it really plays on that idea of what is unknown to us in the universe, right? However, going back into what these things may be, like you said, a changeling. I mean, the most consistent one I ever hear are aliens. I mean, aliens, yeah. aliens, 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 or which is often a way uh, aliens. Exactly, and that's or an the easiest alien way human to explain hybrid. anything. That's yeah. another one I saw. Yeah. Which I'm pretty sure is just how, like, everybody saw, like, all the blue-collar workers saw, like, hippies in the 60s. So, aliens (laughs) is not really a fair term all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it doesn't explain much. It's a cop-out, I think. We know what it is. It's aliens! Now, now here I will say I think it's a little less of a cop-out because they do specify greys. And there's a lot of types of aliens out there. Um, I, I mean, there's the greys, there's the lizard people, there's like the Pleiadians. There's all kinds of weird things out there. You've read too much about this. I've listened to too much about this. Uh, but <laughs> You're about to talk too much about this. You know what? Moving on <laughs> to the, the next point. theory. <laughs> Here's the point, though, is that what the Black Eyed Children do in terms of aliens, when you really get into that, is... One of the biggest stories we have with aliens is abduction stories and experimenting on humans, right? When you have black-eyed children trying to get into your home, the the biggest question that we still can't answer is why do they want to get into your home? And the reason why we can't answer that is because if this is true, now 
going into a world where this is all true mm-hmm. is if they get into your home, they're taking you because that's why we've never heard of someone letting them in and surviving. And that would explain the time loss that some people experience. That would also yeah. explain the time loss that some people experience. And it's very similar to what you hear with alien abductions. It's the fourth encounter. <laughs> yeah, best case scenario, it is, uh, <laughs> again, going into a world where this is all 100% real and they are aliens. Uh, best case scenario, they they abduct and then perform like a they like they see they see how you run on a treadmill and like they like take a blood sample and they something. put you back nicely in your warm bed. Wor- yes, worst case <laughs> scenario is under the skin. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's like mm, yeah. you seen that? Uh, yeah, Ooh, it's you a really it. it's she hasn't seen under the skin. That's a really what? Oh, it's, we're it's talking a Scarlett about Johansson. Yeah, I'm talking about a movie. Oh. Yeah. Okay, because no. because the, cause the uh, sound effect you made no, is exactly like, what I expect from someone who's seen I mean, under just, the skin. Just that phrase alone. I'm not gonna yeah. ruin under the skin for anyone, including you, Allie. But yo, go see it. Go see it. Uh, it's no, really it's actually it fascinating. Is it film. on Amazon Prime? I think it is. I think it still is. It it's used on to Amazon be. Prime. Sponsor it's on us. Amazon Prime. This film. Wait, no. This podcast is sponsored by <laughs> Under the Skin, starring Scarlett Johansson, and actually probably her best role. This film. It's not sponsored by anything or not. But if you want to. It, what? <laughs> I don't know. You said film. Like, we're not a film. We're not well, a film I, I've corrected myself. I said film. No, wait, podcast. Do you sound film things? Is that how that works? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> like tape recording, right? You're sound filming. Oh. oh. You mean recording? Yeah, sound filming. Should we restart? Should we go back? To, okay, well, now None we of def- us are Marty McFly. Now we definitely should, because I just said, should we go back? <laughs> and it would be awkward to put in. And now I'm having a conversation It will be about- awkward when I put it in. Yeah. What? Fuck. <laughs> anyway, what else? Go see Under the Skin is really good, but that is the worst scenario. And shit. Wait, did mentioning that fact kind of ruin the movie? No, it's fine. Okay. Just leave it alone. <laughs> You're like... You're spiraling. Well, because well, at first here. I was like, okay, Alice great. In this, gives me ex- this gives me an excuse to talk about Under the Skin. And then like I started thinking about it and realizing, oh, wait. Because the best way to see that movie is fucking blind as, as hell. Yeah, right? which is how I saw it. And which I want to say, though, I saw it. you know what sucks? I'm is scared. one of the first trailer they ever released for that film. I never even knew there were trailers for the film because I saw it without knowing what it was. Yeah. And the first trailer shows like all the spoilers of the film. Oh, really? Yeah. And they show it clearly. Oh, like they don't sucks. even hide it. They, there's even like words to tell you what's going on. Oh, and I was like, mm. what's going on? Go watch Under the Skin with Scarlett Johansson. It's a fascinating film. Does it have film. anything to do with Black Eyed Children? It has a lot to do with well, a lot of things that we're talking about. Well, if they're aliens. Ish. Oh. Then yes. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. One hundred percent. It is a fascinating film. Go see it. Back into aliens again. We're talking about abductions and the fact that maybe this is just a front door abduction, basically. Like they're mm-hmm. they're taking you out of your homes. Now I want to counteract this point though. Now if we it's go into the point, at the end. No, no, no. Because <laughs> I mean, like if we're talking about aliens, we're talking about this being real, then that's fine. Like if we go into that viewpoint. Yeah. However, I want to counter- counteract it by saying, even if that were true, then why is no one reporting these people disappearing from the middle of their, like the middle yeah. of the night in their homes? Yeah, we do get reports be... like that, but they're so rare, uh-huh. and it's not anything on this kind of scale. So that's a point to counteract that. And it usually ends up, you know, maybe some sort of midlife crisis sort of thing, or like maybe just the person just happened to not be home that day. And then the family freaked out when there wasn't any reason to freak out. It's like, and then guys, they just never went back. Guys, to check. I was just, guys, I was just at my friend's place and I forgot to call. I'm sorry. 
You know what I mean? Like, 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 like that's where like, like, it, yeah. like a missing person. So what like, we're saying is, forever. black-eyed children are really good at abducting people because they do it at the most opportune times. Yeah. However, <laughs> that is a smart thing that they do. And now, if we're going into them using like government technology and using like in working with the government, then if they're spying on specific people, then they're going to start to see a systematic, um, like a oh. systematic working of your life. We never actually explained how they are connect- how they could be connected to the government. Yes, yeah. The the one story uh, I was telling earlier where it ends with they get picked up by some men in black. Yeah. And then that's it. Uh, but yeah, so let, let's go into that a bit more. But with that, I, I wasn't able to uh, to research too much, specifically in that. Uh, department so for the men in black for those who don't know and for those who've only seen the tommy lee jones and will smith movies uh first of all those movies are great uh second of all they're nothing like the actual uh mythos of the men in black the men in black are a secret organization that have supposedly worked in this country for the last at least 100 years Aren't they like aliens or something? No, see, this is where it gets tricky. A lot of people think they're interdimensional. A lot of people think they're aliens. And then there's some people (laughs) that think they're actually just people that are given government technology that was given to the government by aliens, people like the Black Eyed Children, um, for further use in whatever the government wants. Uh, Not that I necessarily (laughs) believe in it, but whenever I would think about what the Men in Black were, I would always think that that third option not yeah. that they're like in, in like they they are humans trying to keep the 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 peace I guess trying to keep the secrets away from what the government doesn't want us to know man yeah and like I I will say like I'm a skeptic we were talking about this before the podcast like where do we place ourselves in like the realm of conspiracy <laughs> type stuff usually if you do a conspiracy podcast like you believe in this kind of stuff I usually consider myself a skeptic with something like the men in black um in terms of the fantastical things I don't necessarily believe in that but in terms of the government having men who wear black suits who come secretly to people's homes and sometimes yeah. coerce them into not telling a story. That's very believable. That's to like me. very a hundred percent. That that just like happens. it's happened. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, a yeah. scary government man, uh, and again in a suit, uh, looking very mean, giving people weird looks, and yeah, doing things like if you saw it from like maybe like there's something of uh, some politician's family or something that knew too much about something, whatever complete just vague things but if you so like so then like a a government worker comes to their house and says hey don't don't talk about that yeah but then from a neighbor's perspective it's like i saw some men in black man and he went to the house and when i tried looking they looked at me with sunglasses on they were scary you know like that like that's how (laughs) like that that's how like the these like myths can be started really it's just like, like like a different perspective misinterpreting uh something so like what? What's the lore? Is that there's just any of those three things? So the biggest lore, at least in my perspective, just because I would like to go with the more realism side of this, okay. is the Men in Black are essentially the best way to look at it is like a mafia. They're like enforcers, oh. right? That's essentially so what they, what have they to do are. With the Black Eyed Children. So here, the, what the what the Men in Black have to do with the Black Eyed Children is often they're seen either towing them around. Or they're seen in the same situations as in the Rosemary Baby, Rosemary's Baby case, where one person was visited by black-eyed children, the other person was visited was visited by men in black. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes, 
they are found in similar situations. And if you really want to go into the alien aspect of Black Eyed Children, which I do think, again, in terms of if we're talking about this is the real case scenario type of thing, like if, if that's the world we're actually living in and Black Eyed Children are aliens, I think the men in black work best in that situation because of the Roswell incident. Everyone knows the famous Roswell incident. We have a giant UFO crash. Government says it is an unidentified flying object that crashed into the ground. That's their first report. And then a couple days later, they say it's a weather balloon. And then they change their story again. And then they change their story again, right? But that first report was that it was a ship that they did not know anything about. Um, and in that case, one of the people that saw the crash and one of the people that first came upon like all of the pieces scattered upon the ground... Uh, he said he was visited by the men in black and they were told him they told him not to say anything he said they came in they intimidated him told him not to say anything after sitting there in long silence and they left and they never came back and you do often hear stories about the men in black coming to people's homes when they encounter aliens and that's kind of where they tie into the black-eyed children on the alien spectrum of things yeah just just coming to people's homes and being like hey shut up you (laughs) stop it stop Give it. And then, they, and then they leave. But it's also, like, to go with that story, like, if you wanted to try and rationalize it the way I've always rationalized it, is, like, like being, like, not, like, like, like uh, extraterrestrial thing, just, like, trying to be as real as possible. Right. It's like, okay, weird Russian satellite, or weird Russian something, because it was in the Cold War, right? And then someone saw it, and then the government's, like... If, if people think that Russians are, like, crashing satellites into this country, people are going to flip. Yeah. So don't fucking talk about it. You know what I mean? That's uh, fair. That, 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 so that's, like, so that, that's what, in my head, that's how I've rationalized, like, like actual men in black, where just actual CIA, FBI, whoever, um, whoever. It is. I, think it's, I think men in black are usually associated with FBI. Usually associated with the FBI. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so like it's just them going like, hey, if you if you say anything, this will cause mass panic, or, or will at least cause like some kind of unrest that yeah. we don't need right now. So just well, and zip the, it. The crash was in 1947. Oh, 47. So it was definitely in a heightened period of people freaking out about things. Though for very, I mean, going through two world wars very quickly. Oh, I didn't know it was I mean, 47. For yeah. some reason, I thought it was 50s. No, nah, it was in 47. Oh. Um. But that adds, I mean, you don't have a lot of communication back then either. And like there's stories of people taking home pieces of the crash and then being visited by, again, men in black suits. Mm-hmm. I also think the men in black suits thing, though, I mean, what did people wear in the government back then? What did everyone wear in the 40s? Suits. Just suits. I mean. Yeah. 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 I mean, nowadays it's kind of, well, I mean, people still wear suits in general, I guess. But Let's circle back. Yeah. To the topic. <laughs> well, yeah. No, we are. But I mean, it does matter. That kind of backstory does matter. I mean... The men in black, the whole idea is that they carry around these aliens and they use them for nefarious purposes by experimenting on people. And we do know that our government has experimented on people. That's not something that we, like, I mean, that's that's also true. Something we'll talk about in a later episode. Dun dun. That was very ominous, you guys. Thank you. Let's end it there. Well, it's a very <laughs> ominous. Oh, well, it's a very ominous topic. Um, but, but yeah, so... so Okay, so how we loop back the men in black to the black-eyed children is, as you said, they're using alien technology, using aliens, sort of. Right. So I guess people conclude that maybe they're using the kids to, uh, I think, 
most people spy on people yeah spying but again for what (laughs) exactly outside of just paranoid uh you know stuff that facebook does regularly these days uh well and like we were talking about how they're like black eyed children are often associated in you know just in connection to the men in black they're often associated with the fbi however i think like if you look at more modern terms and again looking at it from the idea that it's real uh that we're looking at more like in um nsa type of thing i mean when you look at like which government like which government department is looking into people and using their technology for nefarious purposes you have something more like the nsa which we found out would have been doing the same thing back in the day yeah so i i think that's also kind of an interesting point it's not like it's outside of the government to use the best technology and means they have to spy on people however i still think again if we're talking about this being real i think we're talking about more of abduction circumstances or that loss of time not necessarily abduction so much as experimentation things like that mm-hmm that would be the reason. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, if if it was again speaking like if it was real, I would believe the abduct, abduction thing yeah. a lot more because it, it's like what did they put secret cameras in these kids' eyes and that's why they have black eyes and, that, and that's why they they gave them Get experimental deep. Google Glass. I think you just went into like now. I'm just wondering if it's. Like, but then that doesn't excuse their weird behavior. What if like, it was just like, like the weirdos? first test of like robots? robots but at mm. now we're getting real crazy yeah this, this is, is the is part, a real tangent the, the last the last 15 minutes of the podcast are dedicated to our own fan theories <laughs> <laughs> so like if it were robots right like why why would they why would they purpose whoever is creating the robots why would they purposely give them this flaw of having big black eyes you know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't they make them look exactly like people to fool people? Maybe they're testing the fear of humanity. Or they're... See, <laughs> actually, actually, weirdly, weirdly, that's a good point. Because what a lot of people have talked about with Thanks, a Kim. lot of these types of conspiracies... <laughs> no, in, like, reality, what people have talked about is uh, the fact that the government sometimes uses outlandish... Um, outlandish... Man, what is it called? There is a term for it. Outlandish means outlandish. No, it's called gang stalking. There's a thing called gang stalking, and Scientology does this. Um, It's a really interesting idea where you use a group of people, and sometimes you kidnap people, and you put them in ridiculous situations. Like, let me give you an example. There's a story about someone who's gang stalked. They said they were kidnapped by this cult that they used to be a part of, and they were kidnapped, drugged, taken into a warehouse where they woke up tied to a chair, and they woke up to people wearing like these ridiculous like animal masks with no clothes on and they were like holding balloons because when you get out of that situation and you're drugged again and then you go you wake up back in your home who are you going to tell that's going <laughs> to believe you yeah. whereas like if you have someone who says these two kids came to my door and they wanted to be let in they were being really weird and really creepy and they weren't acting completely human and like I felt like a strange sense come over me and like kind of wanting to let them in and then they just kind of left if you listen to that that's not really sensational but if you give them giant black eyes all of a sudden your your story becomes way less believable Mm. and that's the idea that a lot of people have about what the government does and that's where a lot of those conspiracies come from is they do that similar to gang stalking to make you less believable for them to test things yeah because then they're testing them in secret Thanks for backing up my theory. Yeah, well, I mean, because in reality, in reality, we're in the real world again. Black-eyed children are not real. In reality, they're not. There's no proof of them. Um, but there is. But there are witnesses. 
Mm-hmm. And it's a question of whether or not those the majority of witnesses mean anything. And let's not forget, we've had witnesses in other countries as well. This is not just a U.S. Like thing. France. That story is still fucking me up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, like still, I don't like that. I don't like that story. I don't like that one. No. It does not have a uh, good ending. No. He wants no. To or a good beginning. Or, or or a good no jazz hands. Like, where are the jazz hands? Where's the... It was all yeah, a joke. Yeah, rather than beckoning to the dude in the car, just jazz where, hands. Where is... I would, I would listen to that. Where, no, I wouldn't. I'd run away faster. <laughs> where is, like, 90 years ago Ashton Kutcher in France? Like, where is he saying, like, you're 1974, not 90 years oh, ago. Oh, I thought it was earlier That's basically that. 90 years ago. Yeah, that's basically 90 Maybe years ago. Been. It is, like, 50 years ago. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> almost, almost. We're entering that decade. It's close. We're entering yeah. that decade where things from the 70s are going to turn 50, which is weird. It is. It's not like we we're we're in then. the 20s again. Yeah. Yeah, roaring 20s. <laughs> Let's bring back the Charleston and incoming economic devastation. Who Yay! needs the Charleston when you have like Cardi and the B and Gatsby. Nicki Minaj? We're way past the Charleston. <laughs> if they had had that in the 20s. Yeah, if Nicki Minaj was in the 20s, it'd be fucking turnt. <laughs> What is this, 2010? <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, it's 2020. 2020 vision. It's 2020 vision. Our hindsight's Doesn't seem perfect. Like anybody has 2020 How do we vision end this right podcast? Uh, we end it by stopping recording, but we're not currently going to do that. Uh, so I want to talk about a little bit about the podcast. That is pretty much everything we've got on Black Eyed Children for you. Again, there is no physical proof remotely. Of black eyed children. There's not a single picture. There's not a damn. I mean, oh my god, you're right. There are no pictures. There's nothing. No, the only pictures. pictures. Yeah, the only pictures are clearly photoshopped. Yeah. And like they're photoshopped in a way where, like, if something was real, they wouldn't try per like the picture itself wouldn't try to be creepy. Exactly. Do you know what I'm saying? So like when you when you try like a black eyed children, it's like they have like a. We're looking at a book earlier where a kid was making like a <laughs> like a mean face. Yeah. Uh, and there's another there's like if you try and look it up online, they have like creepy smiles or they like purposely take photos from the nineteen like from the yeah, like 19th old century, which are always creepy anyway. Yeah, because they could be dead bodies and you never really know because of how they were like <laughs> in like, the <laughs> 1930s. That's like but, a whole other thing. That's a whole other thing. But 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 and then, like, they just you know it's really easy just to add like just to increase the the darkness or what have you add oh, shadows yeah. to the eye. It's incredibly easy to do on Photoshop. I could do it in like five minutes on my phone. I mean, I was even just messing around in Photoshop not that long ago and I took my eyes off my face completely yeah. and just made it look like I had skin over my eyes. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but, but yeah what I'm trying to say is that, uh, yeah, like, like whenever you try and look it up, they look clearly fake in a way that they're like, you look at the picture and it's like, oh, this is trying to scare me. Yeah. You, know, like you kind of have a feeling. It's how you can tell if something's fake or not you just kind of get this feeling you just made me realize that there is actually no physical proof there is one <gasps> it's me i'm a black-eyed child <laughs> i take off my glasses and they're just oh look at this can you believe <gasps> it wow <laughs> there is one <laughs> i got spit in my lip you weirdo <laughs> <laughs> did that happen i don't know but it's meh. you're very excited <laughs> Uh, so there is this one story that I heard of. Um, it's very similar to the Brian Bethel case. Uh, it happened around mid 2000s. Was it his friend? This no. This was the first time I had was ever. Was it Brian Bethel too? Brian Bethlehem. 
Uh, anyway, <laughs> bad jokes aside, this was the first story I'd actually ever heard about black eyed children. Heard it when I was like young teenager. Um, a woman was driving along the road. She stopped because she was trying to figure out uh, on a map like directions to where she was going. It was the middle of the night. She didn't intentionally stop in anywhere specific. She was literally just trying to pull up a map real quick to look. And it wasn't like she had a phone on her or anything like that. We're talking mid-2000s. So, um, like, 2005-ish. But these two children approached her car and talked to her. And they wanted in. And they wanted to ride somewhere very, very similar to the Brian Bethel case. I was about to say. Sounds very Very similar to the Brian Bethel case. And it's two kids. uh, They were both female in this one, which I think is interesting. Because it's still one of the few female cases I've heard consistently um same pale pale skin dark black eyes there is video surveillance of two people walking up to her car that's it that's it it's not real anything that was anticlimactic no it is but at the same time (laughs) what it means is there was at least someone that approached her car so more than any other witness she at least has one thing that's true Mm -hmm. that's true she has one thing. But again, I think I'm always very much about, and this I think this pertains to very much me being a skeptic, very much me being uh, into mythology and cryptids and all these different types of conspiracy stories, is there's always that one grain of truth in every single lie, and that's no different with mythology or conspiracies. There's always going to be something in the story that's real. I think Brian Bethel was approached by kids in the middle of the night when he had parked his car. Do I think he was specifically outside of a movie theater? Not necessarily. Do I think he was actually writing something for his bank? No. Do I think he was approached by kids and it freaked him out? Yes. Do I think he sensationalized it based off of his own fear? Maybe he even slightly believed what he was saying? Absolutely. Yeah, the Brian Bethel thing is... um, Yeah, if you read it, it's a very believable story. Uh, And then the France one is really fucking scary. The France one is really fucking scary, and it actually has... Uh, what is clearly some like police sketch, yeah, or something to so like, it. Kind of like, it doesn't look like again something that's meant to scare. It doesn't have like purposely creepy looking shadows yeah. or anything. The reason why I was freaking out over it when Ali was showing it to me earlier was because it looked like oh that's a police sketch. Yeah, that that looks actually don't like. We'll yeah. post. Look mm-hmm. for it. I I mean the France story, I actually kind of believe the France story just Don't because like it. yeah, I, I believe it's, the France story as it's well. not so overly sensationalized that it's hard to believe. I mean, people could do that. Again, there's gonna be little details that people might miss. Mm-hmm. Um or they might get wrong, like yellow skin. I mean they could have easily gotten the yellow skin thing incorrect. Like you're under like you're you're under duress. So you're gonna see things incorrectly. Yeah. You know? Um yeah, was it at night as well? I don't think it said it was at night. Oh, really? It was like they were just kind of driving somewhere. Okay. And he stopped because he saw this weird group of kids outside of a house. Wait, you said this was France in the 70s? 1970. Where'd it go? If this... Where is it? I wouldn't be... 74? 74. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if that's just an art film that someone drove past. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, what, where is that scenario? France in 1970? Wow, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, they might have I, just been filming yeah. something. <laughs> they just wave at the car. They're like, ah! I mean, honestly, I've done that before. Whenever I've been like a, like filming something and I'm in a weird outfit or I'm something outside and like I see some people like across the street, I just wave to them. Cause, <laughs> well, cause, you know, let's I mean, scare everybody. That sounds very <laughs> similar, like very reminiscent to, uh, what is it, Charlton Heston's Omega Man based on... Um, 
oh, what's that? They've remade it so many times. It was it was a remake of Last Man on Earth. Which oh, is yes. which is based off the book I Am Legend, which they then remade with oh. Will Smith. Yes. But Omega Man, they do they have a similar cult and they all have like weirdly tinged skin and they all wear like black robes and they do very weird things <laughs> like hold on to buildings. It's actually very similar to what this person's describing. This is a huh. tangent. It almost no, this it's not because it it does explain. <laughs> no, it really does because it explains sometimes but we were like trying to wrap what it up. what what leads to like people believing these types of conspiracies. And I believe that it honestly it goes, and I want to say this like ending out the show, ending out this episode. Uh, I think it goes into a lot of the reason why I, for one, was super excited to do a show like this because I think there is some value to all conspiracies because I think there's a value of human fear and human like wonder in what's going on around them. And I think Black Eyed Children is a great start because it shows that like that anonymous perspective in life where you don't really know who like that one surveillance footage of kids in black hoods, which could make everything real at once, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that's why, that's what I'm excited to get into with the rest of the show. Yeah. And, uh, at the end of the day, they're just fun stories to hear, you know, just fun little horror stories to gather around the campfire or the microphone (laughs) and just talk about, and I like weird stuff. Yeah. Weird stuff's pretty cool, dude. Weird stuff's pretty awesome. (laughs) It's pretty cool, dude. (laughs) But we do so. Ending out the show here, that is what we have for Black Eyed Children. Uh, but we are we have um, some other things that we've talked about doing. We are uh, based out of Colorado. There is one or two, but there's there's quite a few things in Colorado. There's one or two we've already talked about uh, briefly about doing that are specifically from Colorado places that we can drive to people we can see we're going to go into some cults as well like actual real grounded things so this is not going to be a show where it's just supernatural things sometimes we're going to be talking about people that really exist things that they're actually doing Um, so if you like that kind of stuff as well definitely stick around and look for further episodes our plan right now I think is to do one episode a week try and release one episode a week so we're going to be looking at doing that. And we're always open. I, for one, am always open. We've been telling a lot of people about this show. And they've been giving us all types of conspiracies that they're interested in. It's one of those things people don't talk about the tinfoil hat thing. Because you don't want to seem like someone wearing one. <laughs> and at the same time, you're still interested in what's going on. So if you've got anything like that, again, at the moment, and we'll get a new email, uh, minipenmedia at gmail.com. Definitely send any emails there. Or go to Facebook or Twitter for this podcast. And definitely message us there. Yeah, uh, definitely don't be ashamed of your tinfoil hat. This podcast is built upon the foundations of tinfoil hats. We're all wearing tinfoil hats right now. Oh, yeah. There's, we wear these for the podcast. There's a tiny little tinfoil hat on the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Please send us your conspiracies. I have also already received three from friends. Thank you, friends. Uh, we will be doing them eventually. Um we love your tinfoil hat. Please send us one. Guys, send your fan art, send your OCs, send your original. <laughs> Ship your conspiracies. Ship your conspiracies. <laughs> Do you want to see Black Eyed Children mixed with Captain America? Jason will draw it for you. No, I won't. Yes, because he's an amazing artist. <laughs> but he's going to go home and draw it in secret. And that's. <laughs> I'll keep it in my do not look in here. Please, guys. I swear, don't look in here folder. Anyway, thank you for listening to our first episode of Conspiracy Say What. It's a big folder. It's like terabytes. <laughs> thank you for listening to Conspiracy Say What. Again, to get us out of here, I am Cameron Alexander. I am joined by Allie Beardsley and Jason Turner. Yeah. And Woo! 
we are really excited to do this. We're excited to get into the next couple of weeks of episodes, especially since we've already been talking about it. And please follow us on Twitter. Please follow us <laughs> on Facebook. And again, send us emails, send us messages, because we want to know what your tinfoil hat conspiracy is. So from all of us at Conspiracy, say what? I want to say thank you. Thank you. See ya. Bye. Everything you know is wrong. Ah!